If you're looking for an easy way to bring soul play into your life, please feel free to click on the link below where you'll receive a soul play meditation, which brings you right into the energy of soul play and invites it into your world. Feel free to click on the link and enter play today. This is what a crocodile sounds like. Intergalactic beings of multi-dimensional realities. Welcome to Channeling. Why, hello there. My name is Gwen Juvenal. Welcome to Channeling. We are here with guides in the garden and guides of the way of all. And today we're going to speak to Julie Arundel. Now, I hope you didn't miss the episode where she first appeared in that was a few episodes earlier, where I met her in Eden, Utah. Today, we're going to talk together about psychedelic journeying and integration. She has learned a specific integration called the condor approach. Let's listen in and see what we can learn. Like, like completely counterintuitive. And I think often in actually Ayurvedic medicine, it's like whatever the issue is, you dose with a portion of the issue. It, it's kind of the like an inoculation kind of type of um, mentality. And mm-hmm. so... Um, either that or the opposite, it depends on what it is. So I'm not schooled in it, um, but I just, so interesting to me. Yeah, that's, it's really amazing. The different kinds of, I think, energetic or medicinal modalities, because I think in a way I feel a connection between them all, but I also feel like they come from like a different home. Like, and as I feel into them, I can't help but thinking that like their origins, really some of them come from other quote unquote places, if yes. that makes any yes. sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, um, yes. and, and it's it's kind of cool because I think people who are, who have those energetic or genetic predispositions, I think they might respond probably more clearly when they come in contact with that kind of medicinal modality. Mm -hmm. So when I was in my first training in November of 2021 with Condor, um, they were talking about different uh, plant medicines. And there was this kind of this wheel of, you know, some of them have an entry point through the mind. Some of them have an entry point through the heart. Some of them have entry points to different places that y'all kind of land in the same place. Um, but like for cacao, for example, is very much a heart mm-hmm. opener. And yeah. so, you know, you can utilize, um, cacao when you're dealing with that so that it's more of an ease filled process and then introduce psilocybin or something, you know, like, so there's different mm-hmm. ways that you can, um, just bring about more of an ease filled process. And, yeah. and I've utilized that. I, I mean, even in just a wedding that I officiated 
recently we did a cacao ceremony right before. Um, so that is so sweet. I love that idea. If ever I get married, let's do that, Julie. (laughs) I would love it. I should send you, let me find, um, I have to find out. Gosh. Okay. Hang on. I have to use my brain. (laughs) I want to say, I want to say, I totally understand that about cacao. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first interaction with it was like a a little over a year, a year and a half ago. And this last time that I partook of it as a part of an introduction into ceremony, I literally felt like myself soften. I just was like, just, I felt myself opening. I was just like, I felt like, you know, each blossom, I was just being unpeeled. Mm -hmm. Like as I took that and it was so enjoyable to feel how easeful I could enter and open up. It was wonderful. That's incredible. Um, I'm trying to find. I wanted to make a comment too, about your approach. I, I know you told me at one point it was the condor approach. Mm -hmm. And when I, me and Grace went to Liberty park to the divine assembly, that, um, when we were sitting there and we were doing that meditation experience and you were right next to me. And afterwards I said, I must've been tied into you because I experienced this. And I, the only word that I thought was crow, but I was like, we were these black birds. And, and it was so interesting because afterwards I was looking at it and I knew during it, I was like, Oh, there's other medicine women here. And we're all represented as these as these birds and I could feel, you know, like we had the mask, the, the bird mask on. Right. Wow. And and like we were, we were in a circle, we were doing our thing. And then there was the one in the center that was the big mask that was overtaking the body that, that was kind of the egoic stuff, the story that we were getting to be with. And so that to me, I walked away and I'm like, I knew that was the representation, but I didn't make the connection with the condor. Yeah, we were birds. We were literally there watching. And it was like, we were, I call it the walker between worlds. This is the term that I use. It's a place where you can watch and you can see magical energy or, you know, you can stir stir the pot or, or do whatever, but you're in this space where you're in between worlds and you can enter and, and direct and watch over. And so it was really cool to experience that random sunny day in Liberty park. I mean, we just lay down and, and I had that feeling that sense. And so, so Mm -hmm. it makes me really curious as to the training that you've gotten. Well, I will say with the condor, they have um, with Peter journeys all over the world. They have trained with some specific shamans down in Peru, I believe. And so there's, there's very much a a South American um, vibe to, to their training um, in that space. I mean, the husband Todd was um, an ER nurse in New York for like 25 years. Um, And so there's, you kind of have this bridge between ancient and modern cultures. They're very much into like full alien kind of like, advanced knowledge, AI kind of thing. At the same time that there's these very ancient, really, they're kind of one in the same, really, but like 
you know, kind of both sides of it. And so they really honor these indigenous traditions. And part of their business structure is that they give back to these traditions um, on a regular basis because community supports community. And so they encourage their community. One, they want to be able to teach their community to be self-sufficient because if you're venturing into this, you've got to cover your own insurance. You've got to cover taxes. You've got to, you know what I mean? Like these kind of things. So if you're doing this as a business, one, it's got to be viable. It's not a starving artist kind of model. And Mm -hmm. as part of your business expense, so to speak, that you are giving back to these indigenous cultures who have brought these medicines to us and really protected the medicines. Um, And so it's a really beautiful practice. And so within Condor Approach, they have what they call, it's kind of a three-part path. And this, this isn't a hierarchy, nothing that they do is a hierarchy. So it's not, one is not elevated above the other, but there's a snake path where you're going through this very mm-hmm. transitional energy, you're shedding your skin. So when I yeah. did the training back in November 21, I was very much in that energy. There was, anyway, the there was a leaving of the Mormon faith. There was an acceptance of psychedelics. And then there was an acceptance of kind of the queer space that I didn't know was part of my experience. And they Mm -hmm. were unrelated at the same time that there was definitely a flow of one into the other. And so I was doing very much a lot of shedding. And then there's, um, there's snake Puma, which is very much this, um, uh, wow. How do they describe it? Um, I'm trying to remember in the, give me just one second. Um, yeah. When I've been, so this is, they have, um, this is the 30 day version, but they have a 12 or excuse me, a seven day version on Amazon. You can get it for like 12 bucks. This is a fantastic resource in and outside of the psychedelic space. Um, it's just a mind body workbook. And so um, this is a great tool. I utilize this with my private coaching clients. I utilize this with my, um, in the medicine space because really it allows you to be the, um, the scientist and the experiment all in one. And mm-hmm. you're thing because, because you're collecting the data on you and now you're interpreting this data who better to do that. You're not like, Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And I love it. I love that there's this workbook because mm-hmm. Grace and I, what we're doing is we're creating a system too because we i mean we're like where is this why isn't this why isn't this here for people why isn't this just available at the freaking bookstore you know what i mean and it eventually will be an app and so yeah that's what's nice but there's yes like exactly what you're saying i was going to see if in some of their things i mean you can go to their website but they talk about puma path and for whatever reason it's leaving me right now but then there's condor and the idea of the condor is that it has, I mean, it's really a death doula. Um, it's in the animal yeah. kingdom. And so in the sense that it is the only bird that eats its meals on the ground, it doesn't go collect them and take them someplace else. So it's a vulture um, and it's cleaning up. So it's part of this kind of recycling process of it's cleaning up and it's eating there, but it also has a capacity to soar to the highest of heights. Um, at the yeah. same time that it's eating its meals on the ground. And so it's this idea that you can soar above things and really have this bird's eye view at the same mm-hmm. time that you're not above eating on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, that you are of, one with the earth are as, one with well the earth, as, as well as yeah. the heavens. like to, to be yeah. able to have the, the breadth and depth of that full experience. And so that's really um, when they talk about the condor approach, they're talking about that. And it really is embodied in, you know, the tracking that you're doing from even the journal tracking to 
uh, marking different things on the kind of chakra chart of where things are mm-hmm. showing up and those kind of things. And you're collecting this data to tally it at the end of the week. And then um, like the monthly summary at mm-hmm. the end, like, okay, mm-hmm. here I've gathered all of this. What does it mean? And are there, you're really almost identifying the stars and now seeing the constellation that's you. And I wow. really, yeah. That's really impressive how detailed they've gotten on it. And I mean, what, what Grace and I are doing is we're making it a little bit more an everyday yes. kind of experience. Yeah. yeah. This even says from micro to macro dose and people, if they're not in the psychedelic space, they won't even touch it. Yeah. And I don't use yeah. it. Most of my clients are not in the psychedelic space when they're utilizing this workbook. Yeah. It's so interesting because mm-hmm. it doesn't really, it sounds funny, but what we have access to can happen anywhere in any way. Um, you know, that the psychedelics are just another tool. Yep. That and that's how they use. see it too. And they yeah. also are savvy enough to like, this is what showed up on their doorstep too. This wasn't like kind of the master plan. Yeah. It was, and they didn't want to teach it. They much prefer like even Cole on, um, a business call the other day because we we follow that four in process intake intention in the space and integration and i utilize mm-hmm. that in my business but i add intuition because so many people in utah and in general have outsourced their intuition so we work on the yeah. in process um but mm-hmm. they so the when we participate in one of these three to five day events where we're going for this training we still have integration calls that follow that process for the next couple of months. And so mm-hmm. on one of those calls, she said, I miss the days. Like this is busy. This is a lot to run because they're running. They've got one in February and one in September. And, and then they're doing these one day and then, you know, and they've got the podcast. And I mean, it is a lot to juggle. And she's like, I missed the days where it was more simple. And we would do once a month, we would take people out of the country and do a big, you know, so I'm traveling, I get to do that. And then she said, we had our private coaching clients and I loved it. This is a lot more to manage and, and the back end, yeah. the management of that has been like, it's a learning curve and you better make sure that your money shit is dealt with because if not, it's going to play out in a bigger way. Yeah. You have to have the support. Uh-huh. You have to have the framework to hold it all. Yep. So yeah. they've grown into that. I mean, this is, I think between the eighth and 12th iteration of this book, um, wow that they have run through. So as part of kind of, I'm on a master's level training with them. And I didn't, after that first time that I trained with them, I was like, nah, I'm good. I didn't want to go on to do more. And it was because I needed to go on to do my own work, but that's what they're finding. They're not doing short programs anymore because they're finding, it doesn't matter what level of work you think you've done. If you've been in the space for 55 years, it does not matter. There is still a level of coming to you and so they yeah. put you now it's much more organized and they have a, a snake path and a, and a puma path and a condor path. And that doesn't mean that you have to, like I said, it's not a hierarchy. You're not traveling through those. Um, you could stay in snake the whole time, but there are three iterations of what you're going to go through with your training. If you kind of go through the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. and so yeah. because it takes that level, because so many people, and we've seen this with our microdosing groups, we've had bit very successful business coaches and private coaches and things like that participate in our um microdosing group and they're like this is great i can you know i do um uh hypnotherapy and this would be a great addition to you know the kind of the different things that i offer and i'm just going to start teaching people to microdose 
And I'm like, this isn't a Google search of like, you've had one good experience and now you're qualified to do this. And I don't mean that yeah. I'm, a gate, I'm not a gatekeeper, Yeah. but like, this is, there's a reason why you called me frantic because the microdose that you thought was a microdose number one, wasn't, it was a low dose and you're doing it too often. So you're messing with your serotonin and you're doing it yeah. in dangerous situations um, in the sense that you do not have a framework of tools to support what you're doing. So you're going in and you're taking that default mode network offline. You're doing all this stuff and it feels really expansive until you hit the contractive part, which is part of the experience. But if you don't know that and you're not prepared for it, now shit hits the fan and you're calling me freaking out because now you've introduced all these people who you can't lead because you haven't done the work yourself in this space. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we have had to have some very serious come to Jesus conversations with one, get my name out of your mouth because like, this is something that is a soul mission for us. It is at high risk to us that we are participating in this and being vocal about it at this yeah. stage of the game, because we've been so underground about it. But two, if you think you can lead people, then go get the fucking training because I am exactly. not, I am not your like, um, poison control that you're going to call. I am not on demand. We tried to warn you about this. We asked you not to do this. Multiple people have warned you about this. Number one, it's still a schedule one drug, regardless of what you think it is. So you're putting your children and everybody else at risk and everyone that's involved with you. Where are you sourcing your product? Have you thought about these things? Do you know contraindications? Like it's a relatively safe substance. And at the same time, have you even, do you even know the considerations to take when you're going into this space and you think you're now going to do this and, and what now you're going to graduate to a macro level and just start taking people on journeys that you haven't been on? No, like I will not participate in models like that, but we've seen it with very close friends. And we have just said, we have had to cut off contact because they wouldn't listen. And we're like, yeah. we're not your go-to. You thought you could do this with a Google search. You and Google can hang out and find your answers on this. It's dangerous. It's yeah. It's really difficult because I think it's so needed mm -hmm. yet. And I can feel, I mean, people are ready to their, they're like, they're jumping out of their skins, you know? Yep. And, but when you're dealing with a medicine or a chemical, a chemically produced component that you're introducing into the body, it is important to have that training. It is important to know, especially if you're leading other people. Mm -hmm. When you're leading other people, it, you know, this yeah. is one reason why there's a shaman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a shaman isn't just someone who's self-appointed. It's someone who is Years spent years, spent years in the process with themselves being trained, knowing the dance with the specific medicine that they're working with. And it's a it's a very important thing to have <laughs> underneath your belt. And I think that's why what Grace and I really are creating, it isn't based upon the medicine that you yeah. have to take. It's based upon the intelligence that uses the medicine in whatever way it can once it's introduced, right? Well, and that's it, what it is. It's about the intelligence. It really and if, is. If, if we can sit down together and we can say, okay, 
my intelligence is in a I feel like I'm being in crisis. How can I lead myself into a resolution first before I introduce a psychedelic or before I introduce something that may throw me off balance that I may not feel comfortable with and I don't know how to deal with it, right? Yeah. Hello, all you fancy listeners. I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you of the many ways that you can show your support. The first way is that whenever I post, you can listen and then write a review or send a link to your friend saying how amazing this podcast is. The second way to show your support is you can monetarily show your support by subscribing or donating. Subscribers get beautiful benefits like special episodes, live event links, and specials on my services. For instance, this month and in through August, you will be getting a huge discount on any Akashic reading for whatever way you choose to show your support. I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now back to your awesome episode. Hello, all you fancy listeners. I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you of the many ways that you can show your support. The first way is that whenever I post, you can listen and then write a review or send a link to your friend saying how amazing this podcast is. The second way to show your support is you can monetarily show your support by subscribing or donating. Subscribers get beautiful benefits like special episodes, live event links, and specials on my services for whatever way you choose to show your support. I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now back to your awesome episode. Yeah. And that's what this full approach is about. It has very little to do. It's a framework that we utilize with our kids because especially in the, the beginning of this book, it has kind of a teaser with some of the concepts and the ideas, even this idea of the three P's pause, physical scan, pull back, you know, and, and you kind of do this assessment and things like that. And it's like, if you, we we've said, um, I do a lot of volunteer work at the divine assembly. I teach, um, workshops there usually every other week. And we were sitting in one of the networking groups and, and I just said, so many people are so anxious to sit with grandmother ayahuasca or psilocybin or whatever it happens to be. And look, that's fantastic. I'm not going to stand at the gate and tell people who can and cannot enter. That is not what I'm saying. And can you sit with yourself? Yeah. (laughs) You are the medicine. So can you sit with you? Like, let's be real. So and I've seen even just with things like, are you familiar with Hape? Uh, I, Hape or I, know the term, I, I know the term, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. not having any it's experience. A shaman, it's a shaman stuff, snuff typically made from bark. It's ground down and it's snorted or it's like, it's blown. There's yeah. a specific tool where it's um, uh, usually someone is either administering it to you, you're administering it to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But a small amount is, is, Um, put in. And so it can be used. um, When I hired the facilitator that I used for my very first journey, um, they used Hape and it kind of stings. I'm not really a fan of having things up my nose, but it opens, it makes the drop in um, for the medicine. It 
it's kind of a bridge for the drop-in. It drops it in a little bit quicker and it already puts you in kind of a, it's, it's a short um, kind of high lasts about mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And so it really kind of sets the stage. I've used things like Sananka drops. Um, it's, that's another shaman tool. It burns, um, but there's, you get a lot of visuals and different things like that. It really kind of opens up that third eye space, but it's dropped into your eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And so there are different tools, shaman tools, but these are not, these are things that fly under the radar of most kind of law enforcement and things. So Hoppe is, it can be very addictive. Oftentimes um, it was actually through Condor that um, Cole was saying, she said a lot of people I've seen who tend to be ADD, ADHD um, that were on um, what is the medicine? Ritalin. I can't think of. I'm not up to snuff with the new stuff. Adderall. Adderall. Yeah. 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 So like people who are on Adderall and are wanting a similar type of Adderall type of experience, um, they often leave Adderall and then they are using Hoppe like someone would a chain smoker. And we've seen this with different colleagues where they can't even, mm. they're having a conversation with you. It may be a 30 minute conversation and they've hit the hot base three times and you're like out in the open and they're like snorting this stuff. And I'm like, what are you like? And then it drains yeah. out of your nose and it's this dark kind of, it looks like dirt. And so it's like this, like, it's, it's not pleasant to look at. Like usually when you're doing it, you're in ceremony and it's like, yeah, it's like with ayahuasca or something, like you have puke buckets or like it's part of the experience, but just to be doing this out in the open, like is confusing to me. Like to me, it's not honoring the medicine, but too, like, why are you going from this to this, to this, like, where is the integration, which is why like their whole kind of tagline is integration is not optional. And you can definitely see it with deeply spiritual, like amazing people who are not integrating their experiences because they're going from one to the other, to the other, to the other, and they're leading people. And you can see that the people that they're leading, they're not pausing that sacred pause to go in and integrate not just from a biochemical standpoint of allowing your, like you're going to increase your Mm -hmm. serotonin and allowing it to have that counterpoint because they just keep going. Yeah. But it just becomes the latest fad in it's like psychedelics are super trendy. Like, and, and often, I mean, Cole's the one who calls people like psychedelic tourists um, in the sense that they want to have these experience because it's the next, it's this Western medicine philosophy of just give me the pill and fix me. Mm -hmm. And that's not like, Oh, like if that's what you're looking for, this is the wrong experience for you because most of you can't even, and I'll be honest in all of the times I've done a tracking workbook, I still have not completed the process fully. So it comes to the end of the week and I haven't tallied my experience. I haven't gone back to look at my week or I haven't done it at the end of the month. I've been doing this for almost two years tracking on some sort of regular basis. And I'm still not like completing the process. So this year, kind of my theme this year is completion is bringing cycles to completion, bringing my book to completion. It's not just something Mm. that like, two thirds of the way done. And we're going to be talking about this three years from now. Like it is like, that is kind of the word of the it year. Is met, uh-huh. It's met back within you and your soul. I do have a question and I feel like <laughs> we came to write, but we were just chatting it up. I, know. <laughs> I, I want, um, my question is what is the sign to you 
that someone has integrated something because for me, integration feels like a lifelong process. I mean, there's a a term that I use and my guides use, I guess, called Mm -hmm. re-knowing. Like, and we can know ourselves, but really to know yourself is the same as re-knowing and re-knowing is the same as knowing. And it's an action, it's it's a movement. There's a movement involved Mm -hmm. in it. Um, and there always gets to be a movement involved in it. So, so, so no, it's not a one-time event. I, yeah. I hear, yeah. One, yeah. I love that phrasing. I have been obsessed with the prefix re, um, for the last like while I have a whole list of re words. Um, and I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been playing with different ideas for just it. Anyway, it's, it's been kind of a stewing, um, but to answer your question, I can tell you, um, in my experience, what it, um, maybe side effects or symptoms of what it doesn't look like and what it does. So for example, I was down, we were doing, um, actually representing the condor approach down at this cosmic warrior event down in June in Hilldale, Utah, had this amazing experience. That's where I sent you. I'd done my arrow break. I'd drawn that. And then we find ourselves on this property and okay, yes. like, really crazy, just alignments, beautiful things happening. And we were sitting, we were supposed to come home on that Sunday and we ended up extending the trip um, one more day. And we were at Ryan's parents' house and we were with Jen, um, Jen Kay, who did the arrow break facility, facilitated the arrow break ceremony. And we're sitting at um, Ryan's parents' house and they are actually serving an LDS mission and um, they, like a service mission where they're running like a camp or something. So we got there on Sunday, it was Father's Day, and they had to leave Monday morning to head up to this camp that's like an hour away. So we were in Ryan's parents' home, all three of us, and we just kind of slept in. We'd had, it'd been a late night, that kind of thing. They had to leave early in the morning and they had made breakfast for us. And I was cleaning up um, some of the breakfast dishes because I wasn't going to leave their house with all of these. They had just hosted us. I'm not going to leave this, but um it, it, it's this really, for me, it was a really frenetic energy. Um, like I was calling it crack energy and Jen's like, Jen grew up in Vernal. She's like, it's not crack. It's meth. Like, <laughs> I'm like okay, yeah. Jen either, yeah. so I don't know, but so like, um, it, it was just this energy of, I couldn't stop. I was so tired. I had these amazing experiences, but I wasn't sleeping because people like guides, whatever I kept waking up like early in the morning and we would are having late nights and, um, I'm having just lots of serendipitous, really beautiful experiences, but I could not slow down. And so Jen is a much slower energy. I don't know if you're familiar with Carol mm-hmm. Tuttle and energy types. Yeah. 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 Like type one, like, so I'm like a three, one kind of energy. I am high energy on top of high energy. So when I'm around people <laughs> who are four or two, I drive them nuts because it's like sit down and it tends to be, there's a lot of people that are drawn to me that are in that four, two, two, four space. But, and so in the beginning, I have noticed they'll put me on a pedestal because it's like, I'm all the things they're not. And I don't mean that, but then I drive them nuts and they want to go back to themselves. And so I absolutely detest this. Don't put me on a pedestal. Do like like we're all humans and, and Taz really much the same way. He'll take hierarchy and he will turn it on his side. So even with regard to your microbiome and your body and your soul, and you know, even the chakras being higher and lower, even this languaging, he will just take it and turn it this way. 
And, and so I'm a big fan of that is like, this is not a hierarchy just because somebody's had more spiritual, whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're all, we're all in a multidimensional experience. Yeah. And just because there's a point that, that that's being experienced here, it doesn't mean that you aren't actually all of it too, but like, um, with my constitution in Ayurvedic medicine as well, which is so interesting because she talks about the elements as being part of these four energy types. And then you come into the threes and and they're like, why are we still talking about this? Let's go fire. Let's go. Let's cut through flaming. Like screw the details. We're just creating a new path. And then you have your fours that are, you're like perfectionists and they're observing the whole process and they're kind of seeing the like, uh, ins and outs. And so it's this continuum, but it's a much slower, almost two and four. It's a much slower. And I, I, I have walked this path of staying true to me, but also being aware and conscious of like my energy on people while not people pleasing. So it's kind of this continuum of like. And I think I hit 40 and my give a fuck button broke. Let's be real. And I just hit level 44. And so it's even more gone. What does level 44 mean? You I mean, mentioned I'm that 44 before. years old. I just had my 44th okay. birthday. So okay. I, um, it's this idea that if my energy, I'm kind of to the point where it's like, if my energy is too much, if the sun is too bright, you have options. You can go inside, you can put on shades, but I'm not going to stop glowing yeah. or shining. If my energy is too much, you have options. You can go exactly. into that space, but I am not going to mitigate myself and try and feel into what everybody else is feeling so that I can mute me for your benefit. And Tom Cole were the same way when they were first journeying a lot in their community. Um, it was kind of this, if you're laughing too much or crying too much, there's a room where you can go to and you can quiet yourself. And they had always been the kind of people who were too much for somebody else. And so they talk about a shame Mm. space being anything perceived to be wrong, bad, broken, not enough or too much. And they were finding even in journey spaces that they were in the too much category. So when they started conducting journeys, people wanted to journey with them because what they decided to do is look here, everybody, here's the ground rules. Um, if you, if the, if somebody is laughing too much for you, you can move. We're not going to move them. They're in the middle of their journey. They're having the journey that they need to have. If they're crying too much, if they're too loud and that's bothersome to you, here's a quiet space where you can go, but we're not going to. And they started to have more and more people come to them because they kind of flipped how it had been flipped the paradigm. Yeah. Yep. So, That's actually really lovely to feel that um, and to see see the ability that we have to actually be able to do that, mm-hmm. um, because I think naturally we we think oh we're going to serve the whole, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, so I think God. that's only natural. And um, going back to your question about what integration. So when we were at Ryan's parents' house. Um, um, Jen is a, a slower energy and mm-hmm. she sat down, she does something called blocks to bliss. And she has this kind of, um, integrative process that she does. And she said, can you just sit with me? Um, and like sit. And I couldn't sit. I was still like cleaning, like frantically. And, mm-hmm. and I was realizing I had not, I was so tired, but I was overriding. It was almost like 
um, it's like you're learning how to be human because in other places it functions so much faster. And so you have these really connective experiences that are kind of popping like this, but then your body's like trying to remind, remind you, but you're still in this human form and there's a slowness to this and there's a slowing yes. down and there's, there's this expansion. And again, there's this contraction and, and being able to sit still, um, in those spaces. And honestly, I just needed sleep and I was just still pushing, which mm -hmm. call it disempowered masculine or whatever. Like it, there was still like, we needed to get on the road. We needed to do this. I was trying to make sure we were making sure the house was nice because they'd put us up for the night and we'd gotten there late. And you know, there's all of whatever that's going on in my head, but I couldn't just sit and feel. And so when we yeah. sat at the kitchen table, Jen walked me through a process and, and I was able to feel a lot of things. It was a wounded mother energy that had come up when we were at the conference mm -hmm. and that had come up when I was feeling so much love from Ryan's parents that has been absent, um, specifically since I've come out to my own mother. And so it was this wounded. And so I had gone into wounded energy of, I can just prove myself and I can do the things and I can like my worth is what I can get done. And I just kept going. That is what not being integrated looks like and what not slowing down looks like as an example of, um, a specific, even just having that amazing weekend, but not slowing down enough to feel the pain that it's also highlighting. Wow. As you're, you're talking about that and I'm feeling kind of this motion, this movement of energy. And I, and I, just took a breath and I was like, okay, <sighs> you know, like let that go and be, let it be free. And it was, it was really quite lovely to feel that. I think that's a great question one can ask themselves to know if they've really integrated, like, can I be still, I'd love, I, I love my accent, my Utah accent. It's like, <laughs> some, it's like, can I be still not steal? Can I be still? Yes. And can I feel? Mm -hmm. Can I be still? And what <laughs> I'm gonna keep on doing that. Mm -hmm. Can I be still? Can mm -hmm. I be still? And what do I feel? I love that. I think that's beautiful because in any situation, that is a key to allowing. I guess I could say the processing and the alchemy to really occur within the body. That's where, that is what we're here to do, to be in the body. Otherwise mm -hmm. we wouldn't be here. Right. We wouldn't be here. Like there is some key for us to use within our body, within our system. There's something we get to honor in that. And it's not all hell. We can oh. use our system to actually be the magic and create the world that we want to really be in. Right. Yeah. But we get to be still and we get to know what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And when I say the word feel also, I bring in the idea of sensation of sensory because mm -hmm. it's not just emotion. Mm -hmm. It's the sensations of the multidimensional us that we are that we have access to and once we open and we have access to those things 
we get to honor that, mm-hmm. you know, this journey of opening into our multidimensional beingness isn't one just to, you know, check off a list and mm-hmm. say, oh, I know that I'm a multidimensional being. It's like, this is the experience of being a multidimensional being. And you really know, do you really know how to hold and nurture yourself? Mm-hmm. Because you get to do that on an A plus level when you open up to your larger self. You get to step beyond the ideas of this is me, this is not me. You get to step beyond all of that and enter into a space where you're inviting that nurturing presence with whatever arises. This is the only way that I see or that I know how going into an experience of being a multidimensional being is a positive experience. Otherwise, I'm just carrying this energy of of, um, polarity, of fight, of war, and exacerbating it even more. I'm creating the walls even more, you know, and stamping my ground and saying, no, this is all that I can be. This is the only thing I can be. And the magic of it all is us saying, oh, oh, that, oh, okay. I can be that too. And it's okay. But I'm also the space that holds it. So it's not, it's not like I'm continuing to just marginalize myself. I'm just seeing a different aspect. So for sure, it it really is you. It is in the stillness that you hear the key unlock the next layer of you. And, and I was writing down, it's like, I was thinking about really kind of the, the title, my yellow door. And it was like, the key to my yellow door wasn't a search outside of me. It was that re-knowing, um, to be found inside of me. Mm -hmm. And it just like, you're right. You take these, but like when you bypass that, that stillness, that feeling that it, you miss all of like all of the good stuff. I was going to say you miss yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is like the good stuff. We've been, yeah. So, oh my God. No matter, no matter what you believe, no matter what you tell yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you tell yourself. Well, that was beautiful. Oh, I feel that just, right? That's so just all kind of all <laughs> snap together in one little thing. I love that. I love it. Too. I love sharing this with you. And I love talking about what you've been discovering. I love. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Welcome to Channeling. I would love to hear your questions about channeling. Please contact me at GwenJuvenal.com. Hit the contact button and send me a note, and maybe I'll be answering your questions soon. Till the next episode of Welcome to Channeling. Own your stage and play on. Muffin Media.